Grace and mercy and peace belong to you. From God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God before us this morning is from the Old Testament book of Zephaniah. Word of God says this. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Zephaniah. Zephaniah. The Old Testament prophet Zephaniah. The Holy Spirit moved Zephaniah to write a a short three-chapter book. But in those three chapters, Zephaniah packed in a lot. An early theologian has has said that if you want to get a, a, a good, concise summary of much of what all the Old Testament prophets proclaim, his suggestion is to read the short three-chapter book of Zephaniah. Zephaniah served during the same time as the prophet Jeremiah, whom we spent some time with last week. And so like last week, let's take just a moment to, to get a feel for their time and place. It's it's about 600 years before the birth of Jesus. The glory days of King David are are long gone. The the northern half of the kingdom, the, the kingdom of Israel, that's disappeared as well. And an enemy power has come and conquered that northern kingdom of Israel and and carried off all of its people. What remains is the southern half, the kingdom of Judah. But over time, God's people living within the kingdom of Judah have become more and more comfortable in a dark sense of of false security about their relationship with God. On the one hand, they say to themselves, we're God's chosen people, we're the good guys, nothing bad is ever really going to happen to us. But on the other hand, they were giving themselves over to all kinds of sinful temptations. Sinful temptations that were pulling them away from the only Savior they had. And so in response to this, God the Holy Spirit moved Zephaniah to write his three-chapter 
book. In chapter 1, Zephaniah delivers a divine threat of coming judgment. As he does, he also lists some of the specific sins into which so many of, of God's people had fallen. He includes the following. Idolatry, fearing, loving, or trusting in something or someone more than the Lord. A wicked neglect of the Word of God. Moral corruption. A rebellious spirit being oppressive towards widows and orphans, slipping into the mindset of, of the current culture instead of remaining in the Lord, and a hardened complacency. A hardened complacency that has refused to listen to past admonitions. As Zephaniah delivers this warning, listen to what the Lord says in chapter 1, verse 12. He says this, At that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish those who are complacent, who are like wine left on its dregs, who think, the Lord will do nothing, either good or bad. Now listen to that warning from the Lord once again. He says, At that time I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish those who are complacent, who are like wine left on its dregs, who think the Lord will do nothing, either good or bad. In chapter 1, Zephaniah delivers a divine threat of coming judgment. In chapter 2, he delivers a fervent call for repentance. A call for God's people to look upon their sins with sober, sincere sorrow and to look to their Savior God for deliverance. And his call is fervent. Listen to what the Lord says through Zephaniah in the opening verses of, of chapter 2. And, and as you listen to these words, as you listen to these words, hear not only the Lord's fervency, but also hear the Lord's fervent love that's behind it. Listen to what he says to them. Gather together. Gather together, O shameful nation, before the appointed time arrives and that day sweeps on like chaff, before the fierce anger of the Lord comes upon you, before the day of the Lord's wrath comes upon you. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the land. Very recently I heard some remarks from a 60-something-year-old man who for most of his life has lived an absolutely secular, non-religious, 
He might have called himself spiritual, but a, but a non-religious, non-anything person. A few short years ago, however, he became a Christian. He offers a compelling insight. All of us as human beings, he says, we all tend to imagine ourselves as heroes. But some of us, and here he means Christians, some of us have a mirror. He then says that, that one of the hardest moments for him in converting to Christianity, one of the hardest moments was looking into that mirror to realize, as he put it, to realize, I get it. I'm not the Superman of, of my imagination. I'm not the dignified man full of integrity. I'm a fallen, fallen creature. And I need help. Brothers and sisters, your old sinful self and mine still has a genius for slipping into that old thinking. To, to, to picture myself as, as the heroic protagonist in my own movie, and, and if good things come my way, well, it's because I'm a, a fairly good and decent person, and if, and if bad things come my way, well, I'm, I'm just the victim. I'm, a, I'm a, a tragic but heroic figure. Your Lord and mine, however, loves us enough to confront us. He loves you and me enough to hold up the mirror so that you and I, by God's grace, might say, I am a fallen, fallen creature, and I need help. In chapter 1, Zephaniah delivers a divine threat of coming judgment. In chapter 2, Zephaniah delivers a fervent call for repentance. In chapter 3, Zephaniah's words radiate, they, they sparkle, they, they pop with joy and comfort and hope. Joy and comfort and hope for those who have come to know that they are fallen and broken in sin and need deliverance. God, through Zephaniah, tells them this. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. 
Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. August 25th, 1944. World War II. An AP correspondent by the name of Don Whitehead is traveling with Allied forces as they slowly drive the Nazis out of France. Now the Allies are on the outskirts of Paris. For four terrible years, the residents of Paris have been under the boot of Hitler's tyranny. Today, however, the tyranny is over. The enemy has fled. Paris is free. Later that day, Whitehead reports what he saw. When the last enemy resistance crumbled, Paris went mad. Wildly, violently mad with happiness. All the emotions suppressed by four years of Nazi domination surged through the people. The streets of the city as we entered were like a combined Mardi Gras, Fourth of July celebration, American Legion convention, and New Year's Eve in Times Square all packed into one. Another reporter who was there later writes, We drove into Paris with eyes that would not stay dry. And we were no more ashamed of it than were the people who wept as they embraced us. That day in Paris came to be known as Liberation Day. Throughout Paris that day, there was an explosion of tears and laughter and relief and joy. Those who were there would remember it for the rest of their lives. By nature, you and I were under a boot. It was the tyranny of our own sin. There we were, enslaved, trapped, imprisoned, chained hand and foot to the curse of our own sinful impulses, our own rebellious desires. Left to ourselves, you and I would have died alone, lost, separated from God forever. But Messiah came, fulfilling Zephaniah's prophecy. The Son of God became one of us. On our behalf, he lived a life of perfect goodness. In our place, he suffered and died for our every sinful 
failure. And then he rose. Through his work in our place, Jesus has turned our enemy away. Instead of fear, there is now joy. Instead of anxiety, there is now thankfulness and relief. Instead of despair, there is now a sure and living hope. But unlike Liberation Day in Paris, the joy Zephaniah describes does not fade. In Christ, the joy of our Liberation Day lasts forever. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. Amen.